Well, guys, it would have been a fresh popping what of the, the story, fuck? Zero Sugar, but Nick's internet took a massive shit. <laughs> it's like it ate KFC, too. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, don't want to revisit too much of what we already talked about in the last 10 minutes before it all shit out. We talked <laughs> about the new DC slate coming up a little bit, how we we're excited for Swamp Thing, how we hope James Wan directs it. We talked about how it was bullshit that we have to wait till 2025 for the Batman Part 2. Um, yeah, and we talked about uh, how when Christian used to work at KFC, they used to pick up chicken off the floor, and at the end of the night, you use that chicken to make the chicken pot pies. It's disgusting. Uh, so now you're caught up on what we were talking about. Yeah, you're caught up. And I also said, to reiterate, um, I did say that when I watched Terrifier 2 at home on home video, I didn't feel the runtime, which I, I was surprised by. But uh, I actually really, really like Terrifier 2, and I'd actually go up to five stars now. I didn't think I would, yeah, but I'll actually told go up you. to five stars. I, I, can't, no, no, I came out, I gave it five stars. What'd you give it, four? Four and a half? Four and a half. Like, because it's just the runtime, man. Oh. I still don't like the ending totally, but it's 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 still it's still there. I like I like it so much that I'm I, I forgive the knob the the nibbling of the kid's foot. But it's it's a badass one. I actually like that kid a lot. That kid's cool, little punk people. I used to watch his YouTube channel all the time yeah. before he did that. He's tall now. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but uh oh, puberty Christian, you know. He's he's a cool kid. I like him. Um I saw Megan. You guys heard it first. Christian likes kids. Good job, Christian. I, I saw Megan. I saw it. Yeah, I know. I saw I saw on our last episode, there was people in the comments. There was multiple people like, don't hate on a movie you guys haven't seen yet. And like you, the way you put it in your replies to those people was good. It's the same way I felt. I'm not saying the movie's bad. Okay? I'm saying the trailers made me go, eh. Not really my cup of tea. Christian, elaborate on your thoughts. Why was Megan your favorite movie of this year so far? <laughs> um, here's the deal. Deadass, this movie's still way overrated in my estimation. People are acting like this is the coolest thing ever. No, it's not. But the thing is, in my opinion... And if I don't say in my opinion from the rest of the show, know that it still just means in my opinion. Doesn't mean it's fact. The trailers make it seem way more serious than it is. It's the movie knows what it is and it knows it's a silly, dumb movie. But the trailers make you think you're going to see Close Encounters of the fucking fourth kind or some shit. So the movie is just entertaining and fun plain and simple it knows what it is it's not trying to be anything more than that uh but it's still people are people are going way too high on these rankings four and a half stars five stars no this movie is fine and fun that's the best way to put it it's fine and fun that's it i don't need a sequel not excited about a sequel i'll probably still watch it just because but this movie was three stars at the end it's it's flat 
just fine. Period. Uh, it's not great. It's not even close to great, but it's fine and fun. That's my that's my that's my story. Well, you know, Christian. Speaking of uh, of last episode, I, I've got to I've got to take. I've got to take myself to task a little bit. I did some soul searching, and uh, Scream Four is not good. Don't Christian, you it dare! Says there's a recording. It says there's a recording error. It says open the recording tab to learn more. Um, is it say it on your end? We're good. Don't worry about it. Okay, whatever. All right. No, it's that's not what I'm gonna say. What I'm gonna say is that. I had always said that Scream 3 was my least favorite. And then watching Scream 4, I was peer pressured by Christian into his negativity of the movie to think, oh, is this the worst Scream movie? It's not. It's not. I still think Scream 3 is the weakest solely because I think Scream 4 has better characters. Uh, I don't think there's... And I say that Nev's hardly in Scream 3. Like, she's hardly in Scream 3. Courtney looks like a crackhead. Um... And the the stab she still three looks cast. like one to be fair. <laughs> the stab three cast. I know everybody loves Parker Posey. She's not bad in the movie, but they're just way too over the top for me. I like Scream Four's cast better, so I'm I'm still gonna go Scream Four over Scream Three. But this motherfucker, I posted a comment not even an hour after the episode went up, and I said, "Hey guys, you know I, I think Scream Three is still my least favorite." And this motherfucker texted me, "What do you say?" He said, "You're a crawfish or, or something like that." You're Crawfish, like, lob, yeah, something like that. And he was like, "Delete your comment, or I will." And I deleted it. And he was like, he sent me like fifty laughing emojis. He's like, "Oh my god, you deleted it!" Like I was just kidding. And I was like, "Well, shit!" Like I didn't know what to do. So, uh, but yeah, that's where I stand. I, here's I still, the thing. I, here's the thing. See, I kind of like, even though the audience doesn't like it, I kind of like prickish Nick, that is really critical of shit. I do. And I know they hate, deep, it. They I hate it. No, they don't. I know that deep down and I'll, I'll be the villain this time. Look guys, I'm sorry. Scream four is just not that great. If you want to talk about in terms of scream quality, I just, I'm sorry. I don't think it touches one, two, five or six. And I haven't even seen six scream four is just garbage it was not that good scream three is probably the same nick you're probably right people asked us to do scream three and i'm more than happy to but i'm sorry i can't meet i can't meet these people halfway and i'm gonna get shit i i didn't i just do not like scream four if it's worse than scream three for me personally that remains to be seen if you say it is then I'll keep that in mind if we do that an episode in Scream Three. But no, I think I, Scream Three is the weakest. I think it's the weakest. I, I I'm gonna have to rewatch Three to decide for myself. But if it's Scream Four, is not dead last. It's second to last. I mean, like I'm not really gonna give you much pushback because what you said, where it doesn't touch one, two, and five, I totally agree. Like I think that that you have one, two, and five, like. All three of those movies, I think most people most people would agree, are either damn good to great, like you know, really good to great. Those three movies, and then four, three, and four are just kind of like, yeah, there's some merit to them. 
they're not bad. That's kind of how I've always looked at it. Like I, I think three and four are decent horror movies, but like, yeah, compared to one, two, and five, like I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of people nowadays too that are starting to sour on five. And I don't know how because the more I watch it, the more I like it. Like the more I watch that movie, the more I enjoy that movie. I, I think Scream Five is really, really good. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's this generation. Look, I know I, I can't. Here's the thing: if you are a genuine Scream like die hard. Pl- I'm not, I'm not asking for, I, I don't, I don't, if, if you guys see, I never argue with the comments anyway. I love it when people have completely opposite opinions and they say, no, that you guys are off on this, blah, blah, blah. Here's why I heart everyone. I love when you guys drop your opinions. So if you are a true and tried and true scream fanatic, explain to me what it is about scream for that I am missing. Cause I just want to hear it from the diehard fans. It's just not for me. I don't like Scream 4. 5, I think, has one of the best suspense scenes in the series with the kid at the at the house when his mom went to go get sushi. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's entertaining. That's just entertaining. And not just that. Not just that, dude. I literally, like, you. I could feel the tension in the theater because oh, yeah. they they continued to make you think it was coming right here. Right here. And I literally, like, people next to me, every time they'd fake you out, there was this there was this couple next to me, and this lady would be like, uh, when he closed the freezer door and there was nothing there, she literally, like, let out, like, oh, my God. Like, because, like, and you could tell she was like, Where, when is this shit going to happen? Like, it it was really good suspense. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I Suspense that I feel like, personally, hadn't been felt in this series since Scream 2. And one of my favorite suspenseful moments in the entire series is when Gail is in the uh like the recording studio in the college I I love, I love that, that love. sequence yeah it's so good and <laughs> yeah so like Scream 5 yeah I just I, I can't meet people halfway there when they're like Scream 5 is just Scream 5 is the worst Scream 5 is trash like I'm not I guess I'm not going to be the villain today well, Christian said he's going to be the villain but I will tell you guys Scream 4 is good as fuck like it, it compared to our Scream 5 Scream 5 Compared to three and four, it is technically better. It's more well written. It's more well acted. It's got ingenuity. Like I, I just can't meet you halfway there. I really can't. I think Scream Five is head and shoulders above those two movies. And before it. it almost to me, it almost feels like I'd have to rewatch it again to know. But you could probably tell me better. It almost seems like Scream Four didn't even really need to happen for Scream Five no. to be what it is. And that's another Not thing. All Scream you know what 4, I mean? we said it when we watched it. Scream 4 feels like that bastard child in the middle. We're going to have this new trilogy, and we had the first trilogy, and 4 is going to be that one that sticks out. I just, yeah, dude, I'm, I, 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 uh, I can't win. I say this all the time. I'm either Mr. Christian loves everything, but then as soon as I dislike something, I'm, I've quote unquote become everything I've stood against. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I should have, fr- I should have screenshotted that comment and framed it and literally framed it. It's one of my favorite things somebody's ever said about me, but no dude, we're inching away from scream six. I just look, I don't know what it takes to consider yourself a scream fan. If you can casually like some of them and dislike others, if that's what a scream fan is, then I am one. But if I have to like all of them, then I'm not a scream fan. And if that's the case, so be it. I'm a Halloween fan. I don't like Halloween Resurrection. 
Like, I, I don't think you have to like all of them. But there's a lot really more don't. apples in that tree, too, though. I mean, God yeah, damn but I mean, eventually we're going to get there with Scream. I mean, by the time I'm 50, I'm sure there'll be 10 plus Scream movies. So, here's, like, I, you yeah. know, here's one so, thing I Scream mean, has done right, Dick. They've never swapped around masks and made them look different for fans to piss and moan it's about. It's so fucking easy, though. It's so easy with Scream. That's the thing. But I, But having said that, I look back in hindsight and I go, how was it not so easy in the 80s for Halloween? How was that not so easy? Like, you couldn't get somebody to replicate that fucking mask? Like, seriously. <laughs> all not. these makeup effects artists. Seriously. They got it so wrong so many times. And it's part of the charm of the series at this point. You know, love. Oh, I, I love the Nick Cage. And we love the Halloween 6 and stuff like that. But, like, you couldn't get it right? Like, what? I, I, I have... Ugh. It's one of those things, dude. When I when you look back on it, it's not only that they didn't get it right. It's almost like it's like they purposefully tried to make them look as different as fucking possible from three, five, and six. Like they they looked at no from four from two to four. It's like insane how different they are. Yes, yeah. It's and, so and, fucking and, insane. Here's the thing. Here's my Part favorite of the thing charm. About, yeah, it makes here's you think my, of specific movies with specific masks. That's true. Specific, and, yeah, and I like it. But here's the thing: this is the thing I love about the Halloween fanatics. So I'm doing these videos where I look at the home video releases, and it's really fun. I love looking up the Japan, the uh, Korean stuff. Oh yeah, I guarantee you, I'm gonna do one for Halloween four. I'm gonna do. I'm doing like a 1988 thing. I'm gonna do one for Halloween four. My money says there will be at least one comment on that video where somebody comments about the mask. Yeah. Not about oh. how cool the releases look or I like this release, but I can't stand the mask. Probably. I'm going to get one. I guarantee it. Yeah. No, you just reminded me of something. Let me grab this edition of five. I have, okay. I want to show you the artwork because it makes me laugh like in a, in a, in a corny way. Like I love it so much. Um, now let me look to make sure I've got the region, right? I'm pretty sure it's the UK release. Yeah, it is the UK release of Halloween 5. Now, I just love how corny this is. So, you just got a 5, you know, in the middle there. A white 5. Michael Myers lives. Now, look at this background. I mean, this back is awesome. You see, Michael posted for a photo. Like he's just <laughs> oh, dude, posing. That was used from Fangoria. The, I know. That, yeah. That's they got in, rid of the, uh, by the mantle. The, by the mantle, yep. That's yeah, awesome. And, and then the disc. Oh, fuck yeah. The disc is like, it's like <laughs> almost like four. Like, I love that I, stuff. I, I, yeah, this stuff was really cool. I bought this years ago on Amazon.uk and it was like five bucks. And like I, when I do a collection video, which at this point takes, it's at least a half hour long. I do one every year. And um, yeah, I'll get comments about these ones and people love it. They're like, oh, I love those like cheesy, like, foreign releases or those releases from the 90s and i'm like right. yeah me too that's the merit i don't ever watch that edition the merit of it is wow this looks like such an oddball i have to have this so yeah you were just talking about that and i mean i guess the movies in and of themselves are that way too like we were talking about the masks and stuff certain characteristics about certain movies in the series it's just like it's part of the charm like halloween five what's the first thing you think of some of you might go fucking tina no, you think about the Nick Cage mask or the clown cops every single time or cookie woman. 
Like one of those three things is the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't even lie. Oh, no, of course not. I love Cookie Woman. Yeah. Cookie Woman's the best. Yeah. You remember we best. had that dilemma? I was watching the movie because we were making those wax melts. And I remember I texted you. Gas Station, Fifth and Main. Yeah. And for some reason, my mind said Bill. Because if you listen to the movie and you're not hyper-focused, it sounds like Bill. Yeah. Sounds no, like he Bill's texted me, guys. Station. And he was like, is it Bill's Gas Station? And like I, I was like, yeah. And then immediately I was like, no. And we texted each other like at the same time saying Dale's Gas Station. Like we both knew like, no, it's Dale's. And then you think of the line in your head where it's like, Dale's Gas Station, 5th and Main. And I'm just like, yep, it's fucking Dale's. That Dale's got Cookie Woman plastered up there. You know Dale. He's a sick son of a bitch. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. <clears throat> um, What's coming to theaters soon besides Scream? Is there any... Dude, I need to see this goddamn Skinamarinac. Skinamarinac. Uh <laughs> Don't see it. Uh, look, you saw look, it? look. Uh, no, but look. I gotta I see have, it. I have talked to people, and I know he's listening right now, Rudy. Rudy is someone I know that is very forgiving of most movies. If he just has a mildly fun time, he won't say it was a waste of time. He did not like Skin of a Rink. Um, and I've seen a lot of people that went and saw it and said it's almost nauseating. The camera angles, uh, there's no narrative through line whatsoever, like yes. at all. Awesome. Um, and that it's it's just hard to watch because it sounds it's great to me. <laughs> uh, I just and and a lot of people I've heard the word pretentious a lot about the movie. Like here's know. what I heard. All of that. But there is a minority of people that still say the same things that's that those people say, but they'll say some of the imagery will stay with me for the rest of my life. Some people said that some of the imagery from the movie was so scary they couldn't believe it. But I the heard film the same thing about the, the Babadook. The, <sighs> I heard the same thing about the Babadook, Christian. I you know did. what. Dude, I'd I'd rather watch Scream Four a thousand times in a row <laughs> than the Babadook. Dude, the best part about that was that episode when we shit all over the Babadook. I didn't see one comment going, "I love the Babadook." It was like even if someone loved it, they were like, "God, they railed the fucking thing." I'm not even gonna say that I liked it because they're probably afraid that we'd come in the comments and be like, "You dipshit," which we would never do. But not one person tried to defend the Babadook. Here, dude, okay, let's just get into it. I take away the fact that people hyped it up like it was the next big thing. I watched the goddamn movie. The movie looks like shit, number one. Number two, <laughs> the kid is so loud the entire movie. It's beyond a it's beyond a kid. point. Yeah. It's beyond a point of adding tension or mood or like stress to the picture. I genuinely get nauseated listening to him nauseated to where I have to stop. I'll never, I remember me and Sydney watch it. We said, what in the fuck was that? And this was right around the same time. Eli Roth produced movie clown was resurf was surfacing. And then we watched that the next day and we were like, God, this was way more enjoyable than the Baba Duke. So Eli Roth cheers, brother. 
we got your uh, Thanksgiving movie coming out this year too. God bless Eli Roth. Why is he a joke to people? Eli Roth is the fucking man. Uh, his, ca- I think it's Cabin Fever. I think that's why people, I dude. Mean, that's I mean, one. That movie's so fucking awesome. I know, but like, what's what? I mean, it, I I really like the original Cabin Fever, but like, of course, a lot of people are always like pancakes. I mean, it when they it was a. Dude, that's a blockbuster darling film. Like that movie made shit ton of money on DVD. Dude, yeah, we rented it when I was a kid as a family, and my mom had no idea what it was. And my stepdad, you know, like they liked horror movies. And I remember we sat and watched it as a family. And uh, when the chick was uh, banging that dude, uh, of course, you know, we got the patented. My mom sitting next to me put her hand over my eyes until the scene was over. And uh, the thing that um, sticks out to me always to this day. I I've never ever been able to think of leg shaving the same way uh, ever since that movie because of her skin just like coming off as she's shaving her legs in the bathtub. Right. It's just it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's a really good movie. It really is. The remake is fucking terrible. It is so bad. Did you ever watch it? Yeah. What was up with that movie getting remade to begin with? I don't know if it was a rights thing or what it was because it's just a shot for shot remake essentially with just lesser actors uh, it's yeah, it's just bad. I like, get just Nick, really bad. There was Cabin Fever two, but yeah, then there was Spring there, Fever. Was there a third Cabin Fever? There was Cabin Fever. That's I remember that one being okay as well. Not great, but what was that one called? Cabin uh, Fever. Uh, it's that wasn't Patient Zero. Uh, because I think that was the fourth one. Um, Cabin Fever three is called. Yeah, it's Patient Zero. Yep, it is. I want to say that I, I didn't hate that one. I, I thought that one had some moments. But yeah, let's just look uh, as to why Cabin Fever, the remake was made. Um, uh, let's see. So it was announced. It was uh, supposed because uh, initially they had it. OK, they'd initially had a continuation for Patient Zero planned. And then when Patient Zero was really poorly received, they were like, well, fuck that. They're like, well, you know, we're already like deep in the early stages of like, you know, a new Cabin Fever movie. So why don't we just like retool this script and we'll just do a remake? So it was completely just contrived, uninspired bullshit. And you can tell when you watch it. It's just it's just a bad movie. Like it really, really is. It's shit. Yeah, it is a shit stain. It's like the same kind of remake as like Poltergeist. Like Poltergeist talk remake. About a shitty dude. Oh, it's fucking bad, dude. It's not funny. It's not scary. It's not inventive at all. And I'm sure there's somebody here watching this. It's the exact it's opposite like, of what the original is. Funny, yes, scary, I mean, and inventive. <laughs> there's when you think of the original, bro, you're thinking about like the fucking face peeling scene. You're thinking about the scene where the ghost comes down the stairs, like that fucking white light still white gives light. me goosebumps when that happens. Right. Like it's creepy, man. And then Poltergeist remake is just like, oh, skeleton she's her, zombies. Yeah. She's yeah. on her phone and the phone just shuts off. Oh, it's so fucking dumb, man. It's so bad. And I remember my buddy who was a uh, my buddy, Tommy, who's a, obviously a big horror fan, too. He wanted to borrow that movie, my Blu-ray of it. I was like, sure, watch it. You know, tell me what you think. He never Don't gave take it, back. it back. I never <laughs> asked for it back. Yeah. He probably threw it away yeah. for you. Yeah, it's, it's fucking trash. Like, I, it's just bad, man. It was, and it actually did like decently okay at the box office. And that just goes to show you, it was all the name. It was all just Poltergeist. Like, oh yeah, 
it's the same thing with this new Exorcist movie, which I can't remember if it is just going to streaming. I, I know it's Peacock that bought it, but I whoa, wonder whoa, if they're whoa, gonna... whoa, 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 whoa. David Gordon Green's Exorcist? Yeah, yeah. That was going to streaming? Uh, it was bought by Peacock for a trilogy that was going to go on to Peacock. But I, they might do the same thing they did with Kills and Ends. I think it might be day and date. Um, but I, I don't what? know if they haven't announced the plan for that yet. Day and date? Yeah. Why but are they doing wish- this? Pe- well, it's Peacock, dude. They will not stop trying to become Netflix and Hulu. They will not stop. They think they're going to be that, and they're just not. They're just not. The only reason people got Peacock was for The Office. That is the only reason that people initially got Peacock. And they're really trying to become one of the big, you know, the big streaming giants. And I just don't think it's ever going to happen. But yeah, if it's just straight to streaming, I'm going to be really pissed off. Because I wanted to see, I want to hear Tubular Bells in the fucking theater, man. Me too. Me fucking too. So even if they do day and date, whatever, it's bullshit. It's fucking stupid. But I get why they're doing it. They, they, you know, they. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna be on the level of Netflix one day. Probably not, but yeah, it better go into theaters, or I'll be pissed off. Well, do you s- still have faith? I'm just changing my camera, guys, because my 4K is hurting my internet. So while I'm doing this, let me ask Nick: Do you still have faith in The Exorcist from David Gordon Green? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I never haven't had faith in it. I mean. Granted, David was in my good graces after Halloween ends. I mean, I, I that was my favorite of the three of his trilogy. And, and I felt like it was the first one that he kind of told the story that he wanted to tell. And he wasn't hindered by past movies or, 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 or lore. So love it or hate it, I, I think most can agree. That was definitely the story he wanted to tell. And so I got to see more of a different side to him. And I was like, I really like that. So I was already looking forward to The Exorcist. But... I I'm definitely am more so now. Um, and also when we talked to Sean Christian, as you remember, he told us from what he, you know, some of the things he's talked to Chris about and some of the things Chris has shown him, he thinks it looks really, you know, he thinks it's going to be good. So, uh, and Sean, we love you, Chef, if you're even listening to this. Um, but uh, I should do the patented. Sean's a friend. I consider him a friend. As Christian always laughs about when I say that. Um, and, uh, you know, Sean, he's a very get off my lawn type of guy. Like he, he is like, he's becoming that old man. You know, he's not old, but he's coming that dude. That's like, man, I don't give a shit about this. Like, and even if he's like, you know what? I'm looking forward to this. I think it looks good. It sounds promising. I have no reason to believe it won't be. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, as we get closer to it, I'm more, I'm, I'm more of a, Oh, I got to see this. That's like where I'm at with it. Not in a bad way necessarily, but uh, it's just like, oh God, I got to see this. Um, it's going to be your favorite Exorcist movie. No, I'm just kidding. That, Christian's already made his mind up. Nothing's going to touch The Exorcist 3, no matter how good this movie is. Well, it's that's like, not, you know what, dude? Look, I don't think it's going to be the worst Exorcist remake or no, whatever you want to no. call it. Prequel, no, whatever, whatever this is. This is a sequel. There you go. Yeah. Rennie Harlan gave it hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he took a shit. Yeah. Well, even then, though, The Heretic sucks balls. I mean, The Heretic is really bad. One of the most pointless movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, just bad. Well, that goes to show you. Really Nick. bad. I haven't watched The Heretic 
since I was 13. That goes to show you, yeah. Nick, that The Exorcist, it's not about Linda Blair. It's about one man's name, and that man's name is William Peter Blatty. That is The Exorcist. So that doesn't mean that this movie's not going to be good, but when you look at how, where, what the heart and soul is of The Exorcist, it's William Peter Blatty, who wrote the novel and then directed Legion. That's the man. But that doesn't mean this new one's going to be bad. I'm just saying that, to me, just shows you look at the two great Exorcist films. What do they both have in common? Boom. There you go. Pazuzu. I need to get a little Pazuzu statue. I like I like Pazuzu. I think he's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Captain Howdy. He's like, we're friends. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am. Uh, also, I wanted to mention this, and we were talking about it a few minutes ago. Um, Scream 6, Tyler, six. Gillette, uh, Tyler Gillette came out the other day and said that Scream 6, it's actually going to, I guess, in a way, make Scream 4 more relevant because he said this one's going to tie into 4 a lot more. So, Christian, you know, being a big fan of Scream 4, I'm sure you're excited to hear that uh, this is really going to build off 4. Um, um, you know what? <laughs> I don't care. It is Jill's it back. Is. I think Jill. it's it's gonna it's for the fans, obviously. Otherwise, what's the point? We're gonna get a 15 minute monologue of Jill just going Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. I can't wait. Oh God! Don't kill my don't kill my hope. Yeah, Christian's getting scared now. Um, I would be too because Jill can fall. Off. I like Emma Roberts, but no, Jill can fuck off. And <laughs> no, no. Hey, what what happened fan. last week? You go. I don't know, Christian. Oh, I, I heard that Emma Roberts was like, "Well, you know what? I don't. I don't think I'm done with the screen franchise." And I was like, "Well, She's, bitch." She said it. Yeah, we're we're done with you. <laughs> we don't uh, need you. Yeah, but there are some fans, man, that are like, bring back Jill. And I'm like, seek mental help. Like, I don't like, <laughs> I don't help. know. Who else can we bring back? Fuck it. Let's think about it. Um, Debbie Salt. Dude, she got she got one right in the <laughs> dome. Uh, Go, oh, Christian. No, we could bring her back. Ghost Debbie Salt. They did it with Billy. Can you imagine Force Ghost Debbie Salt? Let's do it. Let's do it. Grandma? Yeah. Let's do it. Holy you fuck, know. it is her grandma. Holy shit. Yes. Hey, you know, speaking of ghosts, one of the things people were saying uh, in the comments of the, of the Scream episode was, I really want you guys to watch Scream 3 just for the ghost scene. What is that all about? It's Because I did a little <laughs> research. I've seen people say, oh, my God, I really love the ghost scene from Scream 3. Okay. And they're dead ass about it. Great question. The Scream 3 ghost scene is Maureen Prescott. And let me just say, while I, and someone in the comments is going to be like, it wasn't a ghost, it's just a dream. Yes, but it appears like a ghost on screen, whether it's real or not. All right, don't, you know, semantics here, people. Um, It is a creepy scene. Like, it's kind of creepy and it's ghostly or whatever, but it's so fucking stupid. Like she's like scratching on the window like a cat at fucking Sydney while Sydney's just like staring at it's like it is bad. It's creepy. Like it is kind of creepy. It reminds you like Salem's lot, but like 
it's really stupid. So like, I'm so conflicted on it. Cause you watch it and you're like, wow, that's, you know, that's kind of eerie, but like, wow, this is stupid as fuck. Like that's some cornball shit. So yeah. Yeah. I, wow. I don't know. Whew, yeah, you just reminded people, me. People were set, but I did some research into it. Not obviously I didn't watch the scene yet, but like, there's like a cult fan base for the scene. They like the scene. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll do Scream Three next week if uh, people still want that. I- I'm down. I had, I still had fun watching Scream Four, but um, you know, yeah. I mean, wait. If if the title of Scream Four is was Scream Four is a movie, what would you even put for Scream Three? Scream Three is a movie? Question mark. Like you're not even sure if it's a movie. <laughs> uh, dude, I don't know. I'd come up with something though. Better than the original. You know what's funny about the that episode was it's just like we have we really and I'm not saying this we really do have the greatest audience ever they get us they understand we're humans and there are going to be days where when we don't like something we're going to really stress we don't like it in essence me but <laughs> we had a great reception from that scream episode I, I, actually even some of the people that said dude i love scream 4 but i'm gonna be honest i want to see you guys do scream 3 now that that was fun i think they we have a we, we really are blessed we have we really do have the best audience they all, they've got a great sense of humor they 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 get us and i was i was actually really happy to see that most people even that love the film they're just like you know what i'm about to listen to these guys take a shit on a movie i like and uh, i'm going to take i'm going to take the ride <laughs> You know, well, really me, I guess, but you know, yeah, Um, I mean, no, I look, I I agree. And, uh, you know, all always when we do those casual commentary kind of shoot the shit episodes, they never have as much viewership as like a topic or a bullshit episode. But obviously I understand that because it's more of a niche thing. I mean, you know, that we're going to be watching a movie the whole time. So some people are like, eh, maybe they think we're going to comment too much on the movie and they don't plan on watching it too. So they just don't do it. Uh, If that is the case, you guys would be surprised to know that you're missing out because we really actually have a lot of shit that we shoot back and forth between, you know, during the entire thing. So if that's what you think those episodes are, go back and watch some of them. Uh, because that's not really what they are. Yeah. Uh, Scream Scream 4 is climbing, man. We've got that comma on that episode. We've had it for a few days now. It just every day that episode has done like 100 views the last 4 days. So it just keeps going. People are people are going maybe the people that were pissed off are going back to it yeah. and listening to it. But we got the we we've got a comma on that one now, man. Yeah, so. I've seen a lot of people I've seen a lot of comments on it that are like, I, I actually love Scream 4. Unpopular opinion, Scream 4 is one of my favorites. And like, awesome. Like, seriously, no, we, awesome. I have the unpopular. Yeah. I have the unpopular opinion, yeah. apparently. Because most people, I most people, like Christian said, like Scream 4. You know, at least like it. Um, Christian is like, that movie sucks. So, Dude, it's just to me, I, it really is. That movie to me is just like, you know what? Let's move on. We I, we've already been we've already we've already uh it's like the dog water, dog water, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shit. I I watched this movie again the other day. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Alone. Have you checked that movie out? It's really good. This broad no. is this broad. It's like it's a this broad is like packing up her stuff, and she's moving. 
to like a new place. And when she hits one of her first pit stops, she meets this guy and uh, he's kind of nice to her and everything seems fine. He's just saying hello, but you get this weird vibe from him. And then minutes, like 20 minutes later, she's like driving in the woods. She's getting to where she's going and he's broke down on the side of the road and he's trying to get her to help change a flat tire. And she drives away when she starts getting an even creepier vibe from him. And he ends up being this kidnapper. And he ends up capturing her. And I'll stop there. But it's called Alone. It is so fucking good. It's a it's a it's a capture movie, whatever you call it. Um, but it it was good shit. I uh, and I watched The Lighthouse again, mm. which I need to stop rewatching it. I like that movie, but every time I watch, it, I'm just like, okay, you know what? This seemed like a good idea at the time. But now that I've seen this before and I know what happens and I know what happens when he gets to the top of the lighthouse, like, oh, it's just one. Of, I think it's one of those movies. You watch it, you experience it, and then you just move on. Yeah, it's all you need. Uh, I watched it one time. Uh, I blind bought it and I blind bought it because obviously I, I like Robert Pattinson. I like Willem Dafoe and uh, I'd heard a lot of good things about it. So I blind bought it like two years ago. I watched it. And I walked away from it going, that's the only time I ever need to watch that movie. Honestly, maybe I'll watch it one more time in my life. Yeah. It's not an enjoyable experience and it's not supposed to be. Uh, it's a very, very oddball movie. Um, you can appreciate it for what it is. And I do. I did like it. I, I think it's a good movie. I, I think it it's compelling. Um, but it's one of those movies, man. You know, you get to the end and you're just like, that was a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and there's a lot of movies like that. Um, one movie that's like that for me is uh, and not as much because I've watched this movie a few times, but I only watch it once every few years because it's just a lot. Shutter Island. Um, Shutter Island, I think, is a great movie. I love Shutter Island. And um, but I can only watch, watch it once every few years because it's just it's it's a lot like the, I don't know if it's that kind of style, that old timey like. Um, kind of storytelling that's a little bit all over the place, but not really. And it all makes sense at the end. And there's a lot of metaphors and symbolism and stuff. But and then you get to the end and it's really heavy shit. So you're like, man, that was some heavy shit. Uh, so it's not a movie that you're like, I got to watch this movie again next week. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's movies like that. You know, they're an experience. Yeah. Shutter Island's good. Um, that's the first time I ever saw a Jackie Earl Haley in a movie. No, it's not. Uh, I saw him in Doll Man, which is great. But well, he was great, and he was great in that movie. Oh yeah, well, I, like, yeah, I think Shutter Island is uh, criminally underrated. I, I I don't understand why it seems like a lot of people in in the horror world aren't super fond of that movie that I've noticed, which is kind of weird. Really? Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people bitch about the ending, saying, "Oh, I saw it coming. It was so predictable," and I'm just like. I liked it. Like, I don't know. They fooled me. I thought he really was there trying to figure out the mystery. Like, I, you know, I fooled me first time I watched it, but yeah, it's what one I, of those things too. I, I, I never trust that every, like, it seems like the whole world all the time. is just like, Oh dude, I saw it coming a mile away. Did, did you though? Like, it's so easy to say that, 
You know, everybody, everybody says that. Oh, I knew I saw the ending coming. Did the you funny, know? The funny thing is, Christian, I wonder if they had, they probably have like 15 scenarios in their head. And then it was one of those 15. They're like, I fucking saw that coming. It's like, you probably had like 15 different ones. Like you don't get to, it's like someone asking you to guess a number between one and 20. And it's one of the 15 numbers you thought of. And you're like, I got it. Like, <laughs> no, you didn't. It, it was a possibility. Sure. Doesn't mean you fucking or like screen a screen movie like perfect. We'll just continue with that. Like I knew that person was going to be a killer. Did you though, or did you just do process of elimination and go? Well, it's got to be one of these people. Yeah. So well, everybody, I mean? yeah, it's like there's no way to tell if somebody's like, did they really know the second they watch it? I did hear a lot of people say, oh, I really did guess that one broad <laughs> in Scream Five was a killer when she acted snooty to the boyfriend. Yeah, the, Amber, but I had I did not know Richie. I really didn't know Richie. I suspected Amber, but I did not suspect Richie. Yeah, because he played a good idiot. Was stabbed, you know. Not just that, but they, I mean, hindsight now, it's glaringly obvious they were trying to mislead us on purpose with his character. But like when you first watch it, you really do believe, like, nah, they're trying to make this guy just seem like a lovable idiot that's just kind of caught in the middle of all of this. And uh, yeah, but. Uh, you know, a movie that I really like that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough, and I will not say this movie is, you know, worth any awards. I don't know about you, but in the summertime, specifically right before I go on a vacation to a large body of water, I like to watch, you know, like movies like that. Piranha, you know, Lake Placid, Jaws. I don't know what it is. Like, if I'm go we're going to the lake, we go every year. I usually watch those kind of movies, like the weeks leading up to it, because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Just feels right. And there's a movie that I really like, Shark Night. I guess it was called Shark Night 3D when it came out in the mid 2010s in theaters. That movie's freaking fun, man. That movie is fun. I wish it would have been rated R, but it's really fun. I, I I've only seen it once. I own it. I, I need to watch it again this summer. I plan on it. I'm pretty sure the story is like, I think it's like bull sharks that come into a fresh body of water, like a lake, and uh, you know they're eating a bunch of teenagers and shit. I thought it was fun. I mean, obviously, early 2010s with the 3D gimmicks and stuff is kind of played out now, but I, I think the movie's fun. I don't know. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't seen Shark Knight. I, I haven't I haven't thought about that title since it came out, though. I, I got to see that. I usually I try to watch all the looked, shark movies. Yeah, I thought it looked dumb. I really did, but it, it is very, very similar to Piranha 3D. Like, it's not Piranha 3 Double D. It's not that stupid. You know, like which I still I still enjoy Double D, but mm -hmm. it, that is a movie that clearly knows what it is. Shark Knight is a lot more in line with Piranha 3D, where it's like it's just hokey enough, but it's so freaking fun. Like I, I really really enjoy that movie. I like dumb shark movies. Like to me, it's just like don't be serious. You're never going to touch Jaws, so you may as well be silly. I really liked the Meg. I can't wait for the sequel. I thought the Meg was a blast. What was Jason Statham doing in that? You know, it's Jason Jason Statham. <laughs> you know, I, that's that's his wheelhouse. Hey, we've got this like not super serious action movie, and Jason Statham's like, I'm in. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that just seems like what he does. Um, but he was perfect for the movie because the movie knew what it was. The only thing the Meg needed was an R rating. Like, I needed to see people get eviscerated by that shark. Like, I. Oh yeah, I, I'm sorry, and and 
I mean, maybe I'm wrong because it ended up making $500 million and it was just a giant CGI shark movie. So of course they made the right decision. You know, if you're going to make a half a billion dollars, make a PG 13, obviously to so more people see it. But me personally, selfishly, I was like, I wanted that shit R. But the sequel comes out August 4th, and I'm fucking stoked. Um, the Meg 2, The Trench. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> Is Rain Jason, Wilson in it, or did he get killed in the first one? That motherfucker got eight. Oh, shit. He got, he got eight up. Remember, he was on the whale that they thought was the shark, and he was like, um, he like, this ain't the- yeah, the boat like capsized or some shit, so he swims onto the whale that they just blew up, and the shark just comes up and bites the whale in half and he's right in the middle of it so yeah he got he got all ate up um yeah he was great in that movie too because a, a perfect casting like a movie where he, he's a good actor but he's better in not so serious roles he was fucking right. perfect in that movie i saw a picture uh rob just did a rob ran into rain the guy yeah. who plays his buddy chris hardwick yep. yeah they did like they took a picture together they were at mm-hmm. something together so that was God really damn, cool. dude. I didn't realize how much I feel like Rain has aged better than Chris Hardwick. Dead serious. I was like, I, I when I saw the picture, I was like, wow, Rain kind of looks uh, uh Rain looks better than Chris, and Chris is younger than Rain. Right. Like, I don't know. But you know, maybe I'm just used to Rain looking like this too. Bearded, glasses, you know, just kind of he's looked like this for like a decade now. So it's just kind of like, eh, that's Rain yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Um. Oh, me and Sydney, we went on a Rob Zombie kick the other day. She just mm. all of a sudden she goes, "I want to just watch his movies besides the Halloween films," which I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> She's like, "I don't want to watch the Halloween movies." Fucking hate her. Um, I have told her one day you're gonna watch Rob Zombie's Halloween too, and I remember, and she she doesn't like him. I was like, "What do you not like about him?" She goes, "I just don't feel like." Ugh. I don't feel like watching his Rob Zombie Halloween movies. I just, I don't even, I don't even watch the originals anymore. I don't want to Christian. You've ruined it for me. So imagine if you live with her, she, she'd probably hurt herself, but yeah, she'd have been long gone. She'd been long gone, but we, we watched the movie. I was going to say Christian's kind of an asshole sometimes when it comes to Halloween. Like, so like if he's too much, Oh yeah. So we watched them and our takeaway, Sydney, loves two in particular can i guess she loves go ahead house of a thousand corpses no lords of salem no yes yes oh god lords is okay there i'm gonna give one more guess because there's only a few more i'm gonna say 31 that's the one what and um she makes the best argument she really does i i tell her i I was like, she loves it. And I was like, Sydney, you know, a lot of people hate 31. And I was, she was like, what's there to hate about this movie? It's so fun. And I was like, well, I think some people think it's like, it's almost like a non-movie. Like, there's really not much plot to it. And she goes, why the fuck are people complaining about a plot in a Rob Zombie film? I was like, you know what, Sydney, you're right. And we had a blast watching it. I love watching 31. I look at the movie as porn. It's just a step above porn. It's trash gore. Uh, but I've never we all watched watch porn, porn. So I don't know. No, You're I never have. have. But so she loves 31. She loves it. And so she loves that. And we love and Lords of Salem, we both agree, is kind of his hidden gem still. 
Um, so her favorite though is 31. That is her favorite Rob Zombie film. She just has a blast watching it. Look and go ahead. I no, I hear it, man. I do. I don't want to get too long winded with it. I feel like I talk way too much sometimes, but I don't know. I, I saw 31 in theaters when it was a fathom event. I, I'll always support Rob. I have have yet to miss a movie of his in theaters. I just I support him. Always, if it's in theaters, I'll go see it. Um, Rob's a friend. But, yeah, Rob's a friend. I'm considering a friend. I fucking, I wish. Um, dude, it's it's crazy. It's crazy though, because I agree with what you said that it's like it's kind of uh, what you 31 to. It's just like it's dumb fun, man. Like it is. But I think the thing that frustrates me, Christian, is that movie had the potential to be his next House of a Thousand Corpses. It had the potential to be this batshit, off the walls, crazy, like, uh, swing for the fences, and it just wasn't there. And you can even feel it. It's like the ending. It's like a poor man's Devil's Rejects ending. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the use of dream on and stuff like that. Literally the whole time you're watching it, what are you thinking of? You're thinking of devil's rejects like, Oh, Oh, uh, this time it's dream on. And it's this, uh, person in a car and they're facing off and it's, you know, slowly going toward each other. Like that's what you think of. It just doesn't have the same impact. I feel, I feel like it was so uninspired. Like it could have been so much more. You got dudes, clowns, fucking chicks with chainsaws. Like, it's you got a Nazi little person, which he's funny, but that's like, my favorite character in the film. The best part about the movies. I don't see why that, that walk around I, with Malcolm McDowell. Why do people give the Nazi midget character so much shit? I don't understand it. He is hysterical. He's supposed to be offensive. He's supposed he to be mean and he people is. are bothered by him. He's an actor. He's doing what he now, was supposed to do. I love him. He does not. He does not bother me. I, I I like him. I've always thought he was funny from the first time I saw the movie. My only issue with it is it announces to you right away, like, okay, this movie's not meant to be taken that seriously, guys. And like, which is fine. Not every movie needs to be, but I'm saying it could have been. That's like, there there was something great there. Like there was a great idea there. There were there like that movie could have been genuinely terrifying. Like that movie could have been just also, I think the thing that just, I really think the acting in that, I think it's Sherry's worst performance. I I think it is absolutely her worst performance. Uh, It's Meg Foster. God love her. Stop. I thought movies. I thought I got to say, I thought Meg was the worst in that movie. If anything, Sherry, if anything, Sherry actually showed some, some strength in that movie. I thought she was actually all right in that film, to be honest with you. I like Jeff Daniel Phillips in the movie. I really do like Jeff in the movie. Um, and I and I, I like E.G. Daly in the movie as sex head. Um, but, I mean, it, it's unquestionably one of my favorite Rob Zombie characters ever is Doomhead. Doomhead's fucking awesome. Richard Brake is awesome in the role. It's just so funny, though, because, like, some of the other guys in the film like twice his size and Richard Brake weighs like 80 pounds but he's like this bad motherfucker he's banging this broad that's like three times his size in the bed and it looks so funny when he's banging her 
Um, I look the thing that I liked, uh, I, I took away from Sherry. I say liked, I actually thought some of her lines weren't the worst that she's had in Rob's filmography. Like some of the stuff she said made a little bit of sense and she had decent timing. I actually don't think she's horrible in it. When she was like, we need better fucking weapons. That's what the fuck we need. Let's gut these motherfuckers. She actually, as if anything, Nick, you said you like your final girls not to run. Sherry is exactly the type of final girl you like in 31. No bullshit. Uh, yeah, at face value, absolutely. Her her characteristics of not running, absolutely. My problem She's is kind of a I just don't buy it. Movie. I, I just don't buy it in that movie. I don't know if it's a performance. I don't know what it is. I just don't buy it. And it's not to say that Sherry's not capable of it because her best role to this day is still baby in both of those movies. Even in, I mean, Three from Hell, she's like batshit crazy talking to cats and, st- and stuff. So like, but she's still good. But like, in House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, Baby's a badass and sinister, and she does a really good job. I'll never understand why people say Sherry can't act. Like, you've, you've got to stop. That is literally your hate boner for Rob Zombie, that you have to also go, oh, and he puts his wife and everything, and she can't even fucking act. Watch Devil's Rejects. And te- I would even say House of Thousand Corpses too, but I'll just I'll give it to the audience. The one that most people will agree is good. Watch Devil's Rejects and tell me that Sherry can't fucking act. You're a liar. You're lying well, to she, yourself. Yes, she can. Yeah, I mean that's her character. That baby character is hers. She she molded that character and her her vision as much as Rob's, obviously. And I think she's really good in Thirty One too. I mean, she's. I think she's great in that movie. And that Thirty One, I mean, uh, Lords of the, Salem, Lords of Lords Salem. Salem. I think yeah, she's I great say, in Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem, she is very good. I think she shows. I think she shows her most range, her unpopular opinion. Although she's not in the movie a lot, I think she shows a ton of range in Halloween, the first one. I really do. You get to see the the maternal side. You get to see the kind of crazy trailer trash side of her. And then you get to see the total fucking like despair, suicidal side of her. She showed a lot of range in Halloween, even though she's not in it a lot. I would have actually liked more of her in Halloween. I really, really liked her yeah. in that movie. Look, and and just, but, just so we're clear, we're not saying she's Mia Goth or anything, people. But she's not some worthless hack, for God's sake. No, to say she can't, can't act. I mean, if you want to find a movie of hers that you say she wasn't very good in that, I'll hear you. I, I will absolutely hear you on that. But don't say she mm. can't act. because I, I. Okay, Nick. Speaking of, I wanted to bring this up before I forget. I told you we watched every Rob Zombie film. Yes. El Super Free Bisto? from Hell. I like El Super Bisto. I am becoming less and less of a fan of Three from Hell. Yes. I yeah, don't most forgettable I'm, of the three. I'm 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 it the, well the problem is I wish I could forget it. It's I just wish it didn't happen at this point. I really don't. I it's not good enough. I'm sorry, it is not good enough. He I, needed a bigger budget and he needed Sid Haig. And unfortunately this shit happened with Sid. I get it, but <sighs> Dude, Christian, the thing about Three from Hell that stands out to me is the ending. The, the climax with all the CGI shots and blood and stuff in and, and Mexico, it looks so fake. It's just... I just wish he would have changed the story. I much would have preferred the movie would have been them breaking out of prison or something more... 
I, I, you know, it just, yeah, it didn't work. It doesn't work for me that much anymore. I, 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 I liked it when I got out of the theater. I gave it a favorable review. I, you could say one thumb up, not two thumbs up. Um, it just, it's not good enough. When you look at House and Devils, Devils Rejects in twenty years, it's going to be considered a classic. One hundred percent, it's going to be considered a classic. And um, Three from Hell is just not so. It's I I am I'm, I'm not going to rewatch that one that much. It's just uh, it's not good enough. It Dude, just does, it, it doesn't <sighs> cut the mustard anymore for me. No, you're right. And, and honestly, can I just say, too, I wanted your thoughts on this as well, because you're talking about it's not what you would have done, like story wise or whatever. And me neither. But it just feels like there's no plot. You know what I mean? Like the whole plot is obviously they break out and they just want to be on the run again. But in doing that, it, if that's the only plot you have, everything else is just filler. I mean, they spend so much time at the warden's house. For what fucking reason? Like, why are we here? Why is Clint Howard a fucking clown? Like, what? Like, what? I just, I don't get it. Like, and he then tried. It's like, he tried to recreate that hotel scene in Three and from it Hell. Did not work. It's at not all. as close. It doesn't work as good. It just, it's not bad. I dare say it's the best part of the movie, but it doesn't work as good. It just, and then we because spend- because it's it's clearly. It's clearly a repetition thing. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It just the soundtrack's phenomenal. I'll give them that. And then when Waxwork put out the vinyl for the movie, they actually put the entire twelve-minute version of Inagata La Vida <laughs> on the soundtrack. So I love that. But it's just it doesn't cut the mustard. It, it just doesn't do it. No, and and also it's like we spend so much time in like the fucking brothels in Mexico and stuff, and it's just like. The whole movie's plot is just they break out and oh, they're on the run again and we have to kill them. And also, it bothers me too because Rob left them alive because he knows that that is his, those are his characters. And if he ever wants to go back to the well to make a movie that he knows will make him a little bit of money, it'll be a sequel to that movie. And, you know, we at the, at Scarefest, Bill Mosley told us, yeah, they've talked about it and he would come back in a heartbeat to do it. So that tells me it's going to happen eventually. Um, if he was smart, he would do what the fans want. Two words. Which would... Dr. Satan? Dr. Satan. Yeah. That's the movie we need. We need Rob to... We need Rob to get psychedelic again. Truly psychedelic. Imagine a movie where it's like Dr. Satan has set up a new lair. The professor is bringing him bodies to work on. And... Just, just go, go, go crazy from there. We need the movie to just be called Doctor Satan. It's right there. To, to quote Willie Fucking Wonka, it's right there, crystal clear, black and white. I mean, it's so obvious how awesome it would be to make a Doctor Satan movie. Why he hasn't done it is absolute bullshit. I don't know, man. Honestly, too, it's sad to see that Rob has kind of. He like it's his off choice. His old age. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's his choice. He has made it to where he's basically said, like, I'm gonna direct movies from this point forward for me. I don't give a shit. I don't want to do big budget studio movies anymore. Uh, thank you, Bob and Harvey Weinstein, for ruining this man's fucking 
desires and aspirations to oh, they fucking suck so bad. They well, really, hey, he did have a good time on the monsters though. And that was did, a but, modest thing. It wasn't low budget. No, it wasn't. And but like he he basically and yeah, Charles Band's podcast, he talked about it. And he's just like, I just don't have a desire to do the big budget, big studio movies anymore. Like, I, I just don't, I don't want to play that political game with them. Like, I, you know, it's this, it's this back and forth of, we have to be aware of what you're doing at all times. We have to, you know, give you approval. We have to, you know, there's, it's breathing down your neck. It's all this stuff. And like, he doesn't want to do it. I feel like Rob, he needs to find a happy medium. Cause I feel like Rob works at his best when he does have a little bit of pressure on him. I don't want a studio to control him, but I do want a studio every now and then to be able to be like, let's reel you in a bit. Like, Hey, maybe this is a little too much. And I think most people would agree with that because the movie that is the perfect example of that is devil's rejects. And most people would say that's their favorite Rob movie. Mine is not it's Halloween two and house of a thousand corpses. Uh, so I don't care if he has that interference or not. Like, obviously, my two favorite movies of his are some of his most I don't give a fuck what the studio says movies like he does his own thing. But I'm just saying for the general public, for people to take him seriously as a director again and for him to be able to have these these, you know, it I don't know, movies that make a lot of money and get some uh, praise. I do think he needs that happy medium, but he doesn't want it. And I don't care because. I'll take anything Rob Zombie, whether I well, love it or hate it. I know people are going to give me shit for saying this, uh, but to me that the obvious choice would be for uh, him to get some kind of deal with A24 to make like a $4 million movie and do what he wants to do and then put it out. Hereditary too. <laughs> I mean, I... um. I just want him to I want him to make something kick ass again. Really, I really do. And I mean kick ass in the way that it's going to piss people off, the way House of a Thousand Corpses pissed people off, the way the Halloween films pissed people off. We haven't had that kind of anger since, you know. I want I want those I want his movies to create fucking anger in people. Now it's you just like, I... oh this movie sucks, Rob's he's garbage now. But he was pissing people off. That's the Rob I need back. I need that yeah. back. You know, you know, one of my one of my favorite things, one of the funniest things he said on that podcast was like, he's like, yeah, when he was talking about Lords of Salem, he's like, yeah, you know, Jason Blum, Blumhouse, they gave me a little bit of money and they said, do your thing. And he was like, I really appreciated that Jason wasn't, you know, breathing down my neck the whole time. But he basically was like, I don't think Jason really uh, liked it because uh, I haven't worked with him since. And it's like, yeah, uh, I don't know if Jason knew what he was getting into. Like he gave well, think Rob about Zombie it. autonomy. Gave, yeah, he gave him that money and look at like dude, look at everything Rob did up to that point. You can feel the threaded needle through his first four films, right? You can feel it from Devil's Rejects, then getting into the Halloweens. You still feel that grit from all those movies. And all of a sudden, we're shooting digitally. We're not cursing as much. You know, we're not having skull fucks in it. And it's totally different. It's like, imagine if you're the guy that finally invests in Rob. And then he goes, right, I'm doing everything completely opposite that I've done before. Yeah. <laughs> the exact opposite. Jason Blum was probably like, all right, so you've made up to this point three movies. You've, you know, those are four movies. They've collectively made shit like $150 million box office. All right, you're going to make me some money. Just stick to your style. And then he was like, or 
or we could have naked witches and like just this whole out there idea and we could have demon priests jerking off i don't think people are ready for that movie i really don't i think it's a good movie it is it is it is a good movie i i i it would probably be my favorite zombie movie if i if the third act was just a little bit tighter if um, if that movie came out today, if Rob made that movie today, it'd be an A twenty four movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I love the priest scene with the with like the with like the nothing faces and stuff. To me, it's like Rob's just saying, you know, all this religion shit. You realize it's a big ruse, right? Like that's what I get from that. You know, these sickos. I mean, I grew up Catholic, man. I know that they were moving those <laughs> priests around like fucking whales. They'd get caught messing with the kids. They'd ship them to fucking Mississippi. And then this one would go to Kansas. You know, it's, it's dirty shit. I still, I still yeah. want you to see that movie Spotlight. That's about that. It's a real movie. And as a matter of fact, Cotton Weary is the star of that movie. You'd love uh-huh. it. Uh, really uh, good. Liv Shri- uh, Schreiber. Yeah, yeah you, Schreiber. you check that movie out. See if it's streaming. It's a serious movie. Spotlight. Check that out. It's really good. Everybody else listening too. check that movie out. It's good. Yeah, show. guys, check it out. I will. I will. I mean, uh, every, every, pretty much everything you've asked me to check out, I have gotten around to, except some more Fulci. Um, and that's just because I need to, I don't know. I want to, I want to marathon that shit. Like, I just want to sit down and I want to watch like, like some Fulci movies back to back because I, I mean, you can watch, you guys can watch a video on my channel from last year. Or you can, you know, just we talked about it on here before. When I watched Zombie for the first time, amazing. Like when I was done with it, I was like, God, like I want, I want more zombie movies like that. Like I, I feel like, I don't know, Christian. I'll ask your opinion on this because you're big into this subgenre, zombies. Obviously, like I know you're a lot bigger into that and Romero and stuff than I ever have been. It's never been my cup of tea. But I feel like somewhere along the line, those movies in North America got so fucking formulaic that it was just like, oh, it's another Living Dead movie. Like, cool. Like, not saying Living Dead like that series. I'm just saying like zombies. Like, it got so formulaic to the point where it was just, there was no ingenuity anymore. And when they tried to breathe some ingenuity into it, it seemed almost like, okay, this is fucking weird. Like, Whereas it was a breath of fresh air watching zombie. Cause I was like, I don't think I've seen that, you know, over here in North America, but I don't know. That's more your forte than mine. Well, you kind of spelled it out. The, the fact of the matter is in Italy, they don't play by any set of rules, especially Fulci. Fulci does not operate in reality. So when you watch some of his movies, like the beyond, which I think you'll really like all of a sudden, something will just happen that's completely nightmarish, but it's happening in reality and it it doesn't make sense and it doesn't matter because Fulci operates however he wants to operate. He really does not give a fuck. Um, and that's, that's, that's the way he did zombie. Uh, That's also the way he got into the slasher genre. I can't wait for you to see a movie called the New York Ripper. I was at, that's actually going to be the next one I'm going to watch because I've heard a lot of people tell me to watch that one. So yeah. I, I, I can't speak for Fulci, obviously, but when that era was happening and he got offers for this, that, whatever, and the New York Ripper came about, the movie plays out as Fulci saying, okay, if you want me to get into this slasher game, I'm going to give you a dark, really fucked up film. 
If you guys want to, if you guys think this is pushing the boundaries, watch me. And I dare say you'll, you'll New York Ripper is like the even sleazier, grosser cousin of maniac. So yeah, you need to see New York Ripper. It's one of the most insane films ever. It's disgusting in many ways. Is that um, based off of the real New York Ripper? I well, I'm not, not no. I'm sorry. It wasn't the New York Ripper. I, I apologize. I don't want someone that it, there were. A, there's a lot of like true crime stories over the years, over the decades, of like different kind of rippers. You had the Yorkshire Ripper in England. Uh, you yeah, had the Gainesville Ripper in Florida. Yeah, and you had the obviously Jack the Ripper and stuff. Do you think there was any inspiration from those? I don't think so. I don't. Okay. By so. the also, also by the way, speaking of that, can we just talk about Jack the Ripper was a bitch. Like, he was a bitch. And, like, some people might be going, like, what are you talking about? Dude, he killed five people. Five. And he gets put up there with motherfuckers like Bunder and Bunder. Bundy and Dahmer. Like, he killed five fucking people. Yeah. I, I remember I he's just so synonymous with serial killers. And when I looked into his, like, only five confirmed kills by him, I'm just like... You know, like what his 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 kill death ratio, you know, he's like five to one, like whatever. Well, what's like, his what's his story? Does he have like a significant story? Or they deal? don't know who he was. They don't know oh. his identity is, has never been. There have been like rumors and like maybe it was this person, maybe it was this person. But no, but like it was really just how heinous his crimes were, you know, that he would basically like gut people and shit like that, which is gross as shit. But like, dude. Jeffrey Dahmer was fucking esophaguses, esophagi, and mummifying penises. Like, I mean, at some point, like, we have to be like, maybe in England a hundred years ago, that was wild. You know, I'm sure it was. But, like, come on. Jack the Ripper has nothing on so many serial killers that we've seen. Like, nothing on them. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bringing this stuff up. Um, people seem to enjoy talking about the unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. I don't mind doing a serial killer show Dude. one day, you know. Is there I, a I, dog? Is that a dog? Do Is what? Your foot? Is there a dog in there? Oh, that's my foot. Oh, I was my like, foot. is that a dog? What's that dog no. doing? Um, Yeah, dude, no. You, you, don't, you, you do not have to ask me twice. I yeah. fucking, I love serial killers. The, the thing that's creepy to me, the most creepy to me is uh, the fact that Gacy literally was dumping the burying those bodies under like the floor of his. What do you call it? Mm-hmm. He called it a crawl space, crawl which, space. I'm, which yep. I'm assuming is like a two or three foot below the floor level of the house yep. that was raised up. And it's just dirt under there. Dude, mm-hmm. imagine Oh God! And then the, the legend of the smell of it was so bad. People were. Like, I was just about it. to say, dude, that's the only reason he got caught. That's crazy to think about that he had thirty-three bodies in his crawl space, and the police executed multiple search warrants on his house. Didn't find a damn thing, and the only reason he got caught, the only reason, is because one time when the cops were in there just to like talk to him or whatever. One of them went to the bathroom and the heat kicked on at the right time. And he was right by the vent and he smelled it up from the crawl space and knew 
that's decomposing flesh. And they got another search warrant because of that smell. And uh, um, that's the only reason. That's it. And that is just so wild to me because I'm just like, bro, like they searched his house multiple times. He was so good at covering it up and hiding it. They had no idea. And had that heat not kicked on until 10 seconds later after that detective was taking a piss, would he have ever gotten caught? Who knows? I mean, dude, that, what, that shit's wild. I hope I never smell. Because they say once you smell it, you'll never forget it in your life. Decomposing yeah. flesh. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed God. to be like the worst smell in the world. And yeah, I mean, my stepdad, uh, yeah, he was a police officer and then uh, for years and now works for, well, not my stepdad anymore, but now works for Homeland Security. And he, he verified that. He was like, when you smell it, like you just... You'll It'll never, ruin you. yeah, yeah. It, it's just like you'll never get it out of your head. Um, but isn't that crazy though? Like people like Gacy were so good at hiding it and covering it up, and then you had people like Dahmer that literally just had fucking body parts and, and, and shit like in their apartment. Like Dahmer was so sloppy. I don't know how he killed seventeen people. Like he had a bucket in his bedroom with body parts in it. Like Dude. his apartment smelled like shit. Did he have a All barrel too? Hit a barrel. That's, what, that's what I meant. The barrel, the barrel, not the bucket. The fucking barrel in the corner of his bedroom. Dude, yeah, there was a there there have been a number of documentaries I've seen, but there was this one in particular I watched where the policeman who went inside the apartment to uh search it described opening the fridge. This, this he said he said this. And it stuck with me. I'll never forget it. He says, I'll never forget when we get inside the apartment, we could already tell like something was off in here. You could just feel it in the air in here. And when he went to the fridge, he says, I opened up the fridge door and I'll never forget the sight of seeing a sawn off head with the eyes and mouth open. And he goes, and when I open, he, he, this is what freaked me out. He says, when I opened up and saw it, I heard the loudest shriek I'd ever heard in my in my life, and I immediately stopped and looked around, and it took me a few seconds to realize I was the one that shrieked, but it was such an out-of-body experience. I thought the sound was coming from somewhere else in the apartment building, and so the idea of finding a severed human head with the eyes and mouth open sitting in the fridge, fuck it, dude, he has got to be the most fucked human being on the planet. Yeah, just you know that. Yeah, and the thing about Jeff is too like Jeff. I consider him a friend, um, and uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, the thing about him is like he was so fucking smart. Like he knew what he was doing was wrong. He like I feel like that's part it like subconsciously maybe why he didn't do a good job of hiding it almost like he wanted to get caught like he wanted himself to be stopped right he but he was your your prototypical psychopath in the sense of like he could not stop himself like it was an impulse and listening to his confession tapes and his interviews and stuff is is really illuminating stuff because he he completely understands the gravity of everything he's done he takes full responsibility he gives all the details and he says too, he's like, he was asked uh, in one of the interviews, if you were to get out, do you think you would do it again? He was like, yes, uh, I don't want to do it again, 
I, you know, I never wanted to hurt anyone. I never wanted to hurt these, I never wanted to hurt their families, but it's an impulse that I simply cannot control. Like he, he just couldn't be amongst us in the real world. Like he, because like he had some kind of issue that just would not allow him to not want to kill you. Like if he, it's just crazy. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's wild, but he, he was, I always give credit to him in one aspect that he was very like, very forthright and very, you know, he took, he took full responsibility for, for everything he did. And uh, yeah. Whereas some of these serial killers, I mean, Bundy didn't start confessing to shit until he right before he died. Like, and even then he didn't confess to everything. I mean, he spent so much time lying about it and Gacy, he claims some of the credit. And then he says he had accomplices. I do believe he had somebody helping him uh, that worked for him. Uh, Two of the guys, uh, one of them, Michael Rossi ended up being involved in a, I think it was a New York, maybe it was they, the New York Six, I think is what they were called, that murdered people years later in New York. Michael Rossi was one of the New York Six. And oh. uh, yeah, and he was. Oh, yeah, I remember reading about Gacy. that. Yeah. So I do think he, Gacy did have help, but Gacy tried at first was like, I only killed the, the first kid and the, and the last kid. All the other 31 weren't me. And then he was like, okay, I killed like 14 of them. Okay, I killed like 17 of them. Like, Give credit. I mean, not give credit. Take, yeah, just take responsibility. Like, I remember Dahmer his, took responsibility. Yeah. Well, in his last interview before he was sentenced to death, Gacy denied all of it. Yeah. Every bit of it. No, again, he tried He tried to say, like, uh, it's so much. To, and to a point, I think he was being honest. Because there is a podcast I listen to. I've ta- I think I've mentioned on here. It's called Murder in America, and it's a really, really good true crime pro- podcast. This husband and wife do it. Yeah, and um, they did their their episodes on Gacy. A four part episode, and they give you so much info. It's like four hours just on John Wayne Gacy, and they give you so much info that when you walk away from it, you feel like you know that story inside and out. And the craziest thing is, dude there was something else there. There was something else there. Like there, I, I believe it had also had something to do with a pedophile ring that was active in Chicago in the seventies. I, I mm. do believe that was a part of it as well. I do believe there were other people involved. Yeah. I, there, I just, I, I don't think he, I do not think he killed all 33 of those kids by himself. I just don't. I, I you could never convince me of that. I just don't. Um, I think he killed most of them by himself. I think that Michael Rossi guy and David Cram, I think the other guy's name was that they were suspected of being involved. I think they were both involved with a few murders too, because what was Gacy's method? Strangulation. Most of the bodies were found dead by strangulation, but a few of them were found dead by suffocation, Uh, suffocation by putting a piece of cloth in their mouth. That was not Gacy's MO. And there were also multiple murders or, or abductions that took place when Gacy was out of town and it could have been proven that he was not in town by his flight itineraries and stuff like that. He mentioned that he was like this one, for example, I was in another state and you know, they found my plane tickets. They knew that I was not there when this kid went missing. They're like, well, who did it? And he pointed to Michael Rossi and David Cram. Like he, I think his name was David Cram. Like he, he said they were involved too, but they never got charged. But Poetic justice, you know, Michael Rossi eventually did with the New York Six thing years later. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just don't think he did it all by himself 
I really don't. Well, this leads me to my next question. Did Courtney have Kurt killed? Hmm. Oh, Christian. No. No. Uh, I've always felt this way. Kurt Cobain was somebody that clearly struggled with mental health issues, depression, uh, drug abuse. Um, and I feel like in, in a sense, Courtney was responsible for what she did to his mental health, making it worse. Um, but no, I think her killed himself. Did you see won't. soaked in bleach? I did not watch it. And don't, don't tell me, I don't care. So I can trim watch, watch it. It's streaming everywhere. Next episode, we are going to talk about it. Watch Soaked in Bleach. The whole movie is about the private investigator that Courtney hired to find Kurt in the last couple weeks of his life and him describing all this bizarre shit that Courtney was doing. I got to be honest with you. I think she was involved with having him killed. 1,000%. I mean, maybe look at her life. Look at her life after his death. She has continuously just become a worse and worse and worse train wreck of a human being. It's just she's getting. Look at her now. She is a mess. She is a drug addicted mess. She's living yeah. with this shit, man. She was yeah. super jealous of him. Because Hole, there's Hole's not a bad band, but they were never anywhere near as popular as Nirvana. I think she got jealous. Which I always blew she, my mind because I never liked Nirvana. I respect the hell out of what they've done for the music industry. I'm an 80s guy. I'm a musician. I prefer bands that can actually play their instruments well. <laughs> no no yeah. offense. I mean, Dave Grohl's very talented. And I like Kirk, the, uh, the Chris... Navinsky, whatever the guitar bass player, I like him as a person a lot. I'm not saying I'm a better musician than them, but Jesus Christ, I just I'd much prefer to listen to the '87 White Snake album and listen to John Sykes make the most amazing solos I've ever heard. That's just my taste. But Nirvana clearly touched millions and millions of people, so oh, yeah. I'm not taking was, that away from them. Yeah, please watch it, Nick. I'm I'm not. Don't watch. I know you haven't watched Casey yet. Otherwise, you would have talked to me if you watched the Casey Anthony. I'm going to watch that. I am going to watch that, but I just know it's going to piss me off because I, I know, I know that woman was culpable, whether this, she killed the, her or someone else killed she, her. And she knew about it. She definitely, she admitted to knowing her kid was dead, but she, the whole thing is her saying, my dad told me to lie to the police. My dad's telling me not to admit to nothing to say, I know what happened. Yeah. But Christian, they looked into all of that. There's no evidence there. There's no I, merit there. Oh, I agree. I'm not. I, 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 I got to be careful because I always worry that I'm coming off as her defender. I'm not. She's definitely evolved, but the whole thing does make the father to look with be like a creepy son of a bitch as well, who had involvement, which I always believed it was a family thing to begin with. I really did. Yeah. You mean just, that the, it, even if the kid isn't living with you, if you're a grandparent, Nick, do you really think you're going to go 30 days without seeing the grandchild before you ever say no. anything. So that it's a family thing. I truly believe my mom, that. my mom FaceTimes me multiple times a week to see my, to son. see the kid. That, that's my, yeah. that's my point. 
I think it's a family thing. And clearly, watch Soaked in Bleach and watch the Casey Anthony documentary. I'm te- Nick, this is compelling television. I'm talking Dude, you're going to be fucked up in the head after watching it. I mean, I'm on a kick with that stuff right now. You know, true crime stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love true crime stuff, too, dude. I got I to I gotta I, get myself out of it, though. If I watch too much of it, I get in a really fucked up mental state. Oh, well, yeah. 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 It's uh, I, I'll actually find myself doing that at work. I'll go through like an entire day at work listening to multiple episodes of true crime. And then like when I leave work, I'm like depressed. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. I just listen to a bunch of people, you know, stories about people getting murdered and stuff like yeah probably not i don't know i i i will say i loved the response on that last episode the unsolved mysteries where people were talking about casey in the chat in the comments and like everyone was like she did it and i'm like yeah oh yeah she, it's just like yeah now nah, she's a piece of shit i hope she fucking rots in hell and uh if there isn't a hell i hope that her the rest of her life is fucking hell and the thing that pisses me off the most is that do- she got paid to do that documentary like a company, some fucking company was like, let's pay this woman thousands of dollars just to talk about how she's not culpable for her daughter's murder. Like, get the fuck out of here. She deserves nothing, nothing at all, except like debilitating illness and paralyzation. She doesn't deserve fucking money to lie more. Like, get the fuck out of here. I, th- that's what pissed me off about it. It is intriguing, and I will watch it. But the fact that a, a company literally thought of ponying up the money to let this woman sit in front of a camera for hours and lie her fucking ass off and pay her for it, fuck you, dude. Like, that's so shitty. Like, I just, ah, uh, ah, uh, it's just so wrong on so many levels, and it just pisses me off. But, yeah, fuck Casey Anthony. Ah. Uh, Man. Well, you know, tech, Peacock's trying to get that. Uh, Peacock's trying to get that subscribers up. Yeah, we keep talking about that. Oh, and... they just dropped a new documentary I want to watch. It's called Amber Alert, and it's cool because it's about the actual girl named Amber that the Amber Alert thing. Because I'm sure you've had that happen where your phone goes off and it oh, says yeah. Amber. And this is the story about the actual girl that started this Amber Alert thing. So. Uh, I'm I'm interested in seeing that. Her name was Amber. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 Amber Alert is an is a. I guess I always thought that was like for color coding or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I never thought too much. I always thought Amber Alert for a while meant like fire, like there's a fire somewhere. (laughs) uh, Research was like, oh, that means a kid's abducted. Holy shit, that ain't. I thought it. Yeah, yeah. No, not good. Not good at all. All right. So Um, next week, guys. And listen, yes, we're still going to do the top 100 things. I'm just, I'm, I'm too busy, guys. I don't have the time to sit down, and it's going to take Chris, me a long time. I don't have Chris, the time right now. Yes. Couldn't that be episode 100? Yeah, that's fine. I'll have enough time to have it done by then. <laughs> Not just that. I mean, it's perfect. Episode 100, our top 100 horror movies of all time. Because yeah. that's, that's 100 movies. That's going to be a longer episode. Uh, it's gonna be brutal. Ah, it'll be cool. We'll drink during it. We'll have we could have a moderator on there with dude. We could have somebody on with us as we go over the list and and see if they agree too. Do you agree this should be on the list? You know, like have their feedback. 
Yeah, it sounds good. That's what I'm saying. I, I think, guys, I just came up with the 100th, uh, 100th episode idea. Um, I do have value here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, guys. This has been another episode of the You Need a Horror Podcast. We do hope you enjoyed it, whether you're driving right now, whether you're ending your day, if you're starting your day, or if you're in the midday, whatever it is. We hope you're enjoying it. Take this journey with us. We are in the ballpark to 100. It's going to happen this year, probably sometime around what, summer? Yeah, I'd say summertime. So, uh, 16 weeks. That's, you would say four months if we do it once a week. So, that would be like, yeah, May, end of May, beginning of June. There it is. Well, Which guys, will be we like our two year anniversary, too. Wow. Crazy shit. shit. Wow. Well, we love our audience. Thank you for listening. And this has been another. You need a horror podcast. And hold on. Christian, you know how to end this. You know what I'm looking for. Just say it right after I say it. If you defend Casey Anthony. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>